Terry, we're just having an awesome discussion about the power of God that lives within us. Understanding the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God has empowered us, given us power and authority over demonic activity. And what we want to do is grow in this power, don't we, Terry? Man, we're just uncovering a wealth of information here that's just really touching our hearts. That whole spirit realm, that new creature in Christ that we are now, there's just so much there, Mitch, and we just have to begin to understand it. And if we've been taught wrong, we need to tear some of those things out of our mind. We need to renew our mind now. And boy, some of that stuff is entrenched in us, some wrong teaching. What the Lord is really wanting to reveal here is is understanding that nothing has changed with Him. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. The words that He spoke to Peter and the disciples, I will baptize you in the Holy Spirit of God. Do not do anything until you receive this power. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews tells us that. The only limiting factor then is us. Understanding, we have the same power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that lived within the apostles of the early church, lives within us. The same power. And what the Holy Spirit of God wants to do is to reinforce this, that each believer can be baptized in the Holy Spirit of God. It's a matter of knowledge to release this power. So as we renew our minds, gain knowledge, we walk more and more in the power of God that's in us. We're a disciple then. Yes. We're full of faith in the Holy Spirit. That's the criteria for being a disciple, full of faith in the Holy Spirit. We're becoming more and more Christ-like. We're becoming who we are in the physical realm, what we already are in the spiritual My goodness. The Holy Spirit's trying to draw this out. He's trying to reveal to you that you're a different creature now. He's trying to purge out this unbelief of functioning in the way of the world. You can now function in the spiritual realm where your mind, will, emotions, imagination, your thoughts, your soulish realm can now be dictated by the Holy Spirit of God to overcome all that comes against us in the world, that we have victory through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the power we now have. I'm going to go back to being placed in and introduced into the Holy Spirit of God. In our spirits, we're complete and whole. We're renewing our mind. We're dumping all the old teachings that might have been wrong. We're exposing ourselves to the truth now, seeking. The Lord really wants people to just examine themselves Have I truly been seeking the Father? Have I truly been seeking Jesus? Have I truly been listening to the Holy Spirit of God? Have I asked for this baptism of the Holy Spirit to receive this power from on high? Have I been truly seeking this? And this is the question I'm asking. Are you truly seeking? Are your circumstances any different from a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, whatever it may be? Have your circumstances changed to where you're not thinking so much the way of the world, but focusing in the power of the Holy Spirit? Have you totally changed your way of thinking now that it's not anything about you, but it's about the glory of God that is coming forth out of you so that you don't look like the world, 
that people, when they come across you, if they haven't seen you in a, a period of time, they say, what's different about you? There's that supernatural power of God flowing out of your spirit that's manifesting itself in that physical realm. And Terry, in the book of Acts, what we're seeing is how it just keeps increasing. And you know, it all came about by faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It all came about, this power and this authority started with Jesus through the disciples, the apostles. Then the disciples increased. And as the apostles got bolder, signs and wonders followed. Peter's shadow fell on people and they were healed in the streets. Oh my goodness. And it was not anything Peter was doing, but it was the power of the Spirit of God working through them to what? To demonstrate The power of God is here now, that we are different than the world, that we can now have victory over every avenue of our life. For His glory. For His glory, His honor. Folks ought to study 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14. It tells us the gifts of the Spirit, how they operate in our life. The power and authority we have in the church, the body of Christ, to reach others and prove that we're different than the world. We really want to start looking different from the world, yes. don't we? If a church wants to change, it needs to start seeking the Holy Spirit of God for guidance and direction to start with and increase their knowledge. Teach the Word. Yes. Teach that Word of God. And this is what we're trying to do right now, isn't it, Terry? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, just give a revelation, a knowledge of what they're missing if they're not walking in this realm. For some reason, Acts chapter 19 comes to mind, and I think it's a good example. And think of this as being the church, which it is, how they are ignorant of understanding the Word of God or understanding the Holy Spirit of God. They have no knowledge of it. And I think that's where a lot of listeners are today, Terry. They have no knowledge, true knowledge or revelation of the Holy Spirit. So this is why we're teaching. This is why the Lord really has placed this upon our heart to get folks to begin to think and act and seek the power of the Holy Spirit. If your church isn't growing, if your church is not doing anything, it's because you're not walking in the Spirit of God. You're not listening to the Spirit of God. Acts chapter 19, starting with the first verse. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? I find that interesting. And I'm asking this question to the listeners. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now, this is where a believer needs to examine himself. So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Have you just heard that there's a Holy Spirit? Do you understand what the Holy Spirit does in your life? You know, most people think the Holy Spirit's there just to beat a believer up, just to chastise him. No, that's not the function of the Holy Spirit. The function of the Holy Spirit is to purge out unbelief. He's our comforter. He's our standby. He comes alongside of us to help us purge out this unbelief. Acts chapter 14, the third verse. The Holy Spirit was given to us for edification, exhortation, and comfort in our life. This is the function. Define those words. 
Edification is to build up, to build you up spiritually. Exhortation is to bring to mind the things of God, which that's what Paul is doing right here in Acts chapter 9. He's bringing things of God to their mind so they'll have an understanding of what they have in Christ. It's to teach. It's to bring us into all truth, spiritual truth, and to comfort. The Holy Spirit's here to comfort us. Boy, so much happened at that born-again experience. This is why we want to teach about the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God. And you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit does not come about by just laying upon hands. It, it falls as it wills. It can fall on believers. you just asking for it yourself and receiving it. Saying, I want to know more about the Holy Spirit, Father. I want to receive all I can from you. I want this power. If this is true, I want it. And the more you seek, this power will fall upon you. Some people speak in tongues. Some people don't. But this tongue is a prayer language. So don't shy away from thinking this power of the Holy Spirit is just about speaking in tongues. It's not. Let's go back to this portion of Scripture in Acts 19 and, and continue to dig a little more out of this. And I find myself in this Scripture. I really do. Because when I was first born again, when I was introduced to the, to the thought that I needed a Savior, because I was going about doing good, you know, I wasn't, I was doing my level best to follow the law, not to cheat or steal or lie. But I didn't understand that the only thing that was going to keep me out of heaven was the knowledge of Jesus. That's what keeps us out of heaven. That's what keeps us out of this supernatural walk is denying Christ. So I got born again. More out of a fear, like John's baptism taught. John's word was repent. to repent. Mm -hmm. Turn the other, you know, go the other way. Well, I thought that was just supposed to be forgiven of all my sins. I'd be good. And the Lord loved me. Don't get me wrong. I was saved. If something would have happened to me, I'd have went to be with him. But I wouldn't have known the power that I could have exercised here on this earth. I didn't know it for years. I wasn't taught. I like that. I didn't know the power that I had to exercise here on earth. That's it. And this is what Paul is doing, isn't it? Paul is instructing those disciples in the understanding of the power of the Holy Spirit. Just what you were describing there. Verse 3, And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism, which there's two different baptisms, isn't there? The water baptism... For remission of sin, where you're released, you're believing, you're released from sin. And as you come up out of the water, you're a new creature in Christ. Romans 6 makes reference to this. We're new creatures in Christ. So that's all you are when you're just a believer. You're a new creature in Christ. You're still thinking the old way. You still have the old habits, the old way of doing things. The whole time, having everything you need in this newborn again spirit inside of you. I went for years not knowing that I had the spirit. Spirit of God in me. Still caught up probably in the traditions of man that said you needed to do good. And okay, I'm I'm a believer now. I'm doing my level best to be good. But there was no signs or wonders that the scripture talked about that were manifesting in my life because I didn't even know about it. 
But now as someone opened my eyes to this new creation that I am in Christ, I've been trying to dig all of that out of me that's in my spirit realm, that's been birthed in me by the new birth, that spiritual birth that's talked about in John 3, 3, being born again, not of water, but of the spirit of God. All of that's in us now. We just need to trust what the word says. Opposite of trust is unbelief. So trust what the word says. You know, I was thinking as you were talking there (laughs) about no signs and wonders following, and then you mentioned unbelief. I'm thinking of missionaries that truly go out into the field of Mm -hmm. Africa and, and Haiti and all these countries where there's so much demonic activity. Do you realize there are signs and wonders by the power of the Holy Spirit that work through the missionaries? If they believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, signs and wonders fall. And what? It's to demonstrate the power of God has power and authority over demonic activity. See, most of us think all of those demons are off in Africa somewhere, but there's always this battle going on. We've talked about that spiritual warfare over and over and over again. But we have the power. We're instructing. You're right. You've hit on a good point. The United States has been blessed so much by God that we've become complacent, that we're in this comfort zone in the church, that we're thinking we do not need the power of the Holy Spirit. There's, we, we can do this all in our own strength. Yes, this is where the church oh. is at. And what I'm saying, the church is wanting to see change. The church is complaining that the world is going to hell in the handbasket, all those things. You know why? Because we're not believing demonic activity is affecting all this. That it's demonic activity guiding all this. And when the church does not admit that they have power and authority over this demonic activity, we're the ones causing the problem. We're over here like in Acts chapter 19. What Holy Spirit? What power of God? And what we're trying to do is solve all the world's problems and all the United States problems by doing it in the flesh of our own will, because we have all of our degrees, all of our education. We're not looking at this as demonic activity, are we, Terry? We're looking at it from the standpoint, well, this is just the way it is, but we can solve it ourselves. And as believers discipling ourselves in the Word, that's just not the way it is. The world is wrong. We have the power. If the church would just look at this, How much demonic activity goes on within a church? What I'm getting at is, how's your marriage going? Who's affecting that? If you're just a believer, you're being controlled by the world. You're not not being led by the Holy Spirit of God. If your marriage is a wreck, if you're angry all the time, if you're mean, you're walking in the way of the world. And that's demonic activity. We have a certain mindset here of what demonic activity is, not realizing it's not the physical, it's the spiritual. Yeah, it's, it's not the person who falls over and rides on the ground like a snake. Yes. It's the demonic power that's behind that. That's it. And we've denied this power of God that can override the demonic activity. We've let ourselves be overcome by that, and it manifests in, oh, terrible ways. Mass killings, and Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's and it, all demonic activity. It's all demonic activity. But Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. And you know, this is pretty deep stuff here, and this kind of can get heavy, but 
There's no condemnation. We're learning as everybody else is. We're all in this process of grasping this power and authority that's in us. I always love to come back to Romans 8.1. Therefore, there's no, no condemnation. But doesn't mean we have to remain in our uh, unlearned state if we renew our mind and use the knowledge that's being exposed to us through the Word of God, knowing that greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world, we overcome the world, not through the flesh, but through the Spirit of God that's in us. There's so much in all of that. And this is what we're wanting to convey, that we have power and authority over this demonic activity, over everything you just mentioned. And Paul is instructing them. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were baptized in the understanding of Jesus Christ. They received water baptism as well. But it all came about through knowledge, didn't it, Cherry? Oh, yeah. They had to be taught. That's what we're doing here. Open the eyes of the believers to the supernatural realm. And in verse 6, And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about twelve in all. There was an outward manifestation of the Holy Spirit in their life. And then look what they did. They spoke boldly for three months. This is the empowerment. You speak boldly. You're empowered to speak the things of God. Prophesying is simply speaking forth the things of God, isn't it, Terry? Yes. We're speaking forth the things of God, whether it's in a known language or an unknown language. This is what prophesying is. But it's all for the glory of God. We've been empowered We've been empowered because Jesus said, go out into all the world and preach the gospel. This is why we've been empowered so we can accomplish this task. And I think we've gotten sidetracked thinking we can do it ourselves now without the empowerment or the understanding, or we've limited the understanding of the Holy Spirit. And the whole time, we have the power of God in us. The whole time. Ephesians 1, the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. But we don't know it. But that's what we're doing today. We're hoping to open some eyes. Not that physical eyes, but that heart. The eyes of our heart. So that the power of God can begin to flow. And there's revelation, knowledge that comes alive in people. And say, wow. I better find out more about this. If God has placed his power in us, the same power that the apostles received on the day of Pentecost, it hasn't changed. It's the same. Maybe I ought to find out what I really have now as a born-again believer. That's real good. And that's what I'm in the process of doing, Mitch. I know more of the Word of God now than I ever did in my entire life. <laughs> and it excites me because I can bring those scriptures up daily, minute by minute, as I begin to understand now that it's the same power that raised Christ from the dead that dwells in me, that supernatural power, that power of God that He's given me. And it's not about me, it's about Him, His glory manifesting itself in our lives. 
Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You know, you were talking about that it's all a process. We're all growing. And that's true. And I'm thinking about how I've grown in discernment, hearing from the Holy Spirit of God. That's probably one of the greater tools you can ever have, is just, being able to listen and hear from the Holy Spirit. I just love how, how the Holy Spirit reveals so much to you. It's awesome. I've learned so much just watching you operate in the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is for everyone, and everyone can operate in this realm. Because this is our power again, because when we can hear from our commander, hear from the, from the Holy Spirit of God to receive our instructions, we're not going to deviate then. But we have to step out in faith and believing, I have this power of God living within me. I can hear from the Holy Spirit of God. I can discern between good and evil. If he tells me to go lay hands on someone and pray for them, I go do it. Whatever he tells me to do, I'm trying to discern more and more because I know he's going to give me the wisdom and he's going to give me the knowledge to perform whatever task he has at hand for me. So that gives me boldness. The same power that came to the apostles at Pentecost is now in you, no matter what the circumstances and situations look like. Stand in your authority. Never give up. Never turn back. Never let it go away because it's in you. What did Paul feel when he was being beaten? He counted it all joy. He stood fast. Stand fast, therefore. Paul understood what it was like to be a warrior. This is what you're describing, to be a warrior. I'm thinking of Ephesians chapter 6, starting with the 10th verse, where it talks about the armor of God. It's, this is all referring to being a spiritual warrior. So when things do come against you, understanding, I may have been flattened for a moment, but I'm getting back up because I'm a warrior, and I know the Spirit of God's within me to accomplish whatever task needs to be accomplished. I'm standing on the Word of God. Period. I know it's in Philippians. I think it's four. Stand fast, therefore. So the Holy Spirit is a major part of our equipment. I really believe he is the equipment. That's good. Yes. <laughs> but, and it all flows out of that. Put on the whole armor of God. That is the empowerment. Putting on the whole armor of God. This is the empowerment. This is why Jesus said it was so important to be empowered with the Holy Spirit of God. See, most of us don't see ourselves as equipped enough. But God has over-equipped us because we can overcome anything, anything that comes at us. If something flattens us, doesn't matter. We stand right back up because we are the victors no matter what. You just got to get that down in you. And you got to keep telling yourself, I win, I win, I win because of what Jesus did, not because of anything that I do. It's about what he did and made available to me. You know, this is how I fight sickness. I know I have a fallen nature. My body is going to die sooner or later. But I know God loves me and wants me to be as healthy as possible. And I know that he's trying to heal me all the time from things that are attacking my body. This is how I think about healing. God's healing me. He's healing me all the time. It's nothing to be scared of. And I rest and walk and rely upon this because I know 
I'm going to die someday, but he's not going to take me home until my job is finished here on earth. You don't have to die sick. No. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And it's all a mindset. Do we think the way of the world in this? Or do we think spiritually, where I don't care what happens to me, I'm going to continue to fight the fight. I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. Just like Paul, when he was beaten, all these adverse things came against him. All this adversity. But he understood he was a warrior, and it doesn't affect me one bit. He said it didn't, didn't matter when he, whether he lived or died. That's right. Wow. What a place to get to. Because why? He was full of faith and power of the Holy Spirit. And this is what a disciple is, is full of faith and power of the Holy Spirit. This is where we want to be as believers, yes. as followers of Christ. We want to get past being a believer and walk as being a disciple of Christ, where I understand it doesn't matter whether I live or die. And that requires renewing of the mind, your thinking. And boy, we have this awesome hope, too, that we're going to get a glorified body one day. It's just, there's just so much hope and, and all of those things that are in Scripture. And we just want people to begin to move into that realm, that supernatural realm, move from being just a believer to being a disciple. We want people to understand that God loves him so much. He just didn't die for our sins, but that he has equipped us completely with power, authority, with the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, all those things. Because greater is he that lives within me than he that's in the world. Why? Because we have been baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit of God to move today forward to be effective disciples for Christ.